27th of June, Las Vegas, Nevada. CM Punk sits down on the ramp of the Thomas and Max Center. He is about to deliver a speech that will shake up the world of pro wrestling. Come on, isn't that supposed to be a podcast about water? Trust me, it is. Just give me a second. We all know that pro wrestling is fake. It's a scripted show where bodybuilders talk a lot and fight in their underpants to win an array of more or less prestigious belts, the outcome of each fight being, of course, scripted as well. At the time, CM Punk was one of the best mid-carders of the world's largest wrestling federation, the WWE. A good contender, but not the alpha male, that role being occupied by John Cena. John Cena is what's called a poster boy inside the world of wrestling. The perfect good guy that children will cheer for and mothers will allow so because that's not too bold of a move to let their offsprings admire thus a role model. A good American who portrayed a nice marine in direct-to-DVD movie series and a guy that has the world record in Make-A-Wish grants. Somehow like Hulk Hogan or Dwayne The Rock Johnson before him. You're still sure it's about water? Absolutely. Hold on. Now here's the problem with John Cena. He is boring as hell. He's so perfect that he only appeals to children that believe that superheroes exist. To adults, he's an empty character, which is the reason why, long before that 27th of June in Las Vegas, in all the arenas around the world, you would hear chants of Let's go Cena from tiny childish voices, followed by Cena sucks, barked by their fathers. So, what happens on the 27th of June is very simple. CM Punk broke the fourth wall. You know, this invisible wall between us, the audience, and a play, a movie, or in that case, a wrestling show. Basically, Punk said out loud what all the adults in that crowd were only thinking in their heads, he addressed their concerns, he acknowledged how much they were getting bored by what used to be entertaining, and he explained to his boss why he was a millionaire that should be a billionaire. He talked of competition, he talked of all the problems endemically built within the WWE, and he challenged the beliefs of everyone in that arena that evening. Well, don't get me wrong, as brilliant as a guy as CM Punk might be, that promo was scripted as well. But the almighty WWE had allowed one of its characters to break all the patterns, to go against the habits and untold rules of pro wrestling. They were testing a different approach at storytelling. And God did it work. CM Punk was portraying a bad guy at the time, but from that minute on, he started to receive the hugest acclamation every week in every city. Crowds were cheering, he got into the main event and proceeded to win several world championships, which is a good sign of how bankable he suddenly became. Now, why am I talking about wrestling in a water industry podcast? Well, simply because to me, this is a perfect metaphor for the water industry. Just listen to what Jim Loria told us on that microphone some weeks ago. People think they're telling a story by giving facts and figures, features and benefits about their products. So, you know, they'll show their pump curves, they'll show their filtration capabilities, and they think they're telling a story, whereas Adam and I realize it's the journey, right? And so you take this journey and you want people to 
pretty much look at what's going on as a trend in the water industry. And then at, at some point you can tell them about your products and services, but it doesn't start there. It starts with gaining credibility. It starts with understanding the audience that they're not just interested in what type of product you have or what type of features and benefits your product and service might have. It's about relating to them and understanding that we all have issues in the water industry and you can get a much broader audience by telling that story early on about trends and, and market issues. In our wrestling example, while John Cena was telling how much America is great and himself a good guy, CM Punk was rather catching the audience where she was. Cena acted as this pump seller, showcasing his curves and filtration capabilities. Punk told a story. Fundamentally, CM Punk did not sell a different product than John Cena and the likes. It was still a bodybuilder in underpants fighting in a ring. But the story around was much more believable and memorable. And thus, people were eager to welcome it. I let another of my guests synthesize this, Björn Otto, who said... What you really have to do is you have to differentiate between features and benefits. Mm-hmm. Facts tell, stories sells. That's the sentences you have to keep in mind. And of course, Björn is right. Facts tell, stories sell. But let me push our analysis one step further. The experiment that the WWE ran with the CM Punk promo on the 27th of June 2011 was so conclusive that they swiftly decided to extend it to many more characters. Soon enough, we saw John Cena using similar storytelling techniques to confront Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And the summum of the irony was reached when Triple H, a veteran wrestler and former poster boy, started trash-talking the institution in a CM Punk manner. (laughs) The irony being that Triple H is the son-in-law of Vince McMahon, the CEO and owner of the WWE. Interestingly enough, This did not fly. Audiences did not cash in this new face established wrestlers were trying to adopt. It was not believable and hardly disconnected from everything else those bodybuilders in underpants did, were or role-played. The company had a strategy, but culture eats strategy for breakfast. Now, coming back to the water world. As much as we all agree that the United Nations' sustainable development goals probably are our sector's common horizon, there is a problem with the fact that everybody tries to sneak them in every story, exactly like those established wrestlers were trying to sneak the CM Punk approach in their own characters. Or better said, there is a problem in the way everyone fits the UN Sustainable Development Goals in every story. Let me give you an example. I was invited some weeks ago in a water startup pitch event. 100% of those pitches featured one of both following sentences. 2.2 billion people lack safely managed drinking water. Here's why we developed this awesome technology. Or 4.2 billion people lack safely managed sanitation. Here's why we came up with this cool solution. The problem is that a good portion of these speeches had, at the end of the day, nothing to do with solving the issues underlined in those terrible statistics. So it was basically a way of using a storytelling technique without it being connected with the company's story or purpose. In the same line of thoughts, you see nowadays many players in the water industry that used to tell you we have the best 
let's say bread toasters there was, there is and there will ever be, and they now change that tagline to Wow, the world faces daunting challenges. Thankfully, we have the best bread toasters there was, there is and there will ever be. You know what? It might even be linked, I don't know. Maybe if your bread is toasted just right, you'll be in a better mood. Or if you save 50% of the time needed to toast some bread every morning, you'll probably see a productivity increase somewhere down the line. But if one of those explanations is true, our bread toasting company shall include it in their tagline to make it credible and believable, even if honestly against the odds. So let's recap what we've seen so far. Here are the two mistakes to avoid if you want to connect with your interlocutors in the water sector. First, don't make it all about your product or solution. Instead, build a story that takes your interlocutors where they are and brings them ultimately to the benefits of your offering. Then, don't fake or jump to conclusions in your story. Don't connect dots that have no link, but don't let your interlocutors draw the lines all alone, neither. In case it helps, there is a simple rule here the creators of South Park once shared to describe their cartoon. Every single scene can be connected by whether this is why or meanwhile. Cartman does this, this is why Kenny does that. Or Cartman does this, meanwhile Kyle does that. Now I don't want to bore you out with my rambling, I just wanted to share with you some of my thoughts as I'm working on the launch of season 3 of the Don't Waste Water podcast next week. The many feedbacks I got from the audience survey, thanks a lot for that, got me to investigate how we could improve the stories we tell in this show. Because first, it is by far not perfect yet, but even more because I firmly believe that we shall all better shape our stories within this industry to get better understood by the world out there. Because we cannot blame people that don't consider water at its proper value if we don't do our homework first to do better of a job at explaining that said value. In a world that's hopefully going to reopen in the coming month, there will be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for our sector to make the most out of an investment wave that's going to be tangible, yet not infinite. Now, I'm not that much of a French that I would have the arrogance to believe that my podcast is going to change the world. But I firmly believe in the hummingbird metaphor of everyone doing their part. So if you're interested in digging deeper in the matter of storytelling with purpose, just reach out to me on LinkedIn, per mail or on the contact form of the DWW.show website and I'll put together a special episode with real experts and not only wannabes like myself. Meanwhile, I can already recommend you three books that have helped me a lot in this field. Save the Cat by Black Snyder, intended to be an awesome guide for filmmakers but that teaches thoughtful concepts far beyond this industry. Seven Stories Every Salesperson Must Tell by Mike Adams, a sales book, but that provides you with a six-step framework to build better stories. And What Great Salespeople Do by Michael Bosworth and Ben Zoldan, another sales book, don't be scared, but that's actually very pedagogic to explain why and how we all relax in good stories. As usual, I put you the link to those books in the show notes. Check them out. Now, talking of stories, I have a last one for you today. This story is actually the summary of season 2 and I made a book out of it 
or put differently, a 120 pages infographic. I'll get it printed somewhere down the line and at least three of you will get it as a thank you reward for taking the audience survey. If you want to get a chance to enter the draw, you can still participate in the survey until the 8th of June 2021. Again, the link is in the show notes. It was hard work to put this together, but also a pleasure to dive back in all the stories and insights my incredible guests shared in the 20 episodes of this season. Wanna get a copy? Just leave me a comment on LinkedIn below the book publication and I'll send it digitally your way. It would be awesome if you could help me spread this message the furthest possible. The cool thing is all it takes you is to leave a comment. And if you want to be even nicer to me, just tag some of your friends and colleagues that would be interested in the book. Again, it's a hummingbird story. Here's a cool and simple way to do your part today. That's it for this episode. I hope I have not given you a stiff neck by stretching from pro wrestling to the water sector. And if that's the case, all my apologies. We will be back next week to interviews and conversation with a terrific first guest in this season three, Megan Glover, co-founder and CEO of 120 Water. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Don't Waste Water. This podcast was brought to you by GF Piping Systems. Loved this episode? Head over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. See you next time.